Good evening and welcome to Sunday Night Bible Study. My name is Elder Dominique Bomonte and I'm joined tonight by aspiring missionary Isolisha Tover. Good evening, everybody. Praise God. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the spirit of offense. But before we get started, uh, allow me to lead us in a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this privilege to uh, come together to review your word and to be freed and delivered from the spirit of offense through our exposure to Satan's attempts. We pray, God, that those who listen, whether it be tonight or in the future, that they would be edified and that God, uh, through our discussion, that you would be glorified. We thank you in advance for the impact that tonight's discussion will have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. So tonight uh, we're going to be talking about the spirit of offense. Um, If you um, had the um, privilege of joining us for our night of prayer and intercession uh, last month um, as we, or this month, it was this month, everything is going so fast. Um, We... um, had prayer warriors that, you know, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, uh, ministered and prayed and interceded on the behalf of members. And uh, at the time for which uh, aspiring missionary Tobert um, was praying, the Lord had laid it on her heart to address the spirit of offense. And many of you, I'm certain, that resonated with, I know uh, a number of the saints have uh, approached you and said that um, they were blessed. Uh, And what I wanted to really do tonight was uh, think about the impact of the spirit of offense on our interpersonal relationships, our ability to uh, impact the kingdom, um, what Satan creates in our relationships as a result of the spirit of offense uh, and how we might pray through that, think through that, uh, come together in some thought partnership around uh, defeating Satan in this area. So here are the the goals and intentions that we have for tonight. We want to define what the spirit of offense is and how it manifests. We want to describe the reason for the spirit of offense. What's Satan up to? Like, why does he want uh, to bring division or offense in the body of Christ, in the household, in the workplace? Uh, And then we want to discuss some biblical principles uh, for restoration and how to pray for deliverance and healing. Uh, And then we just want to close by uh, praying with you um, that God uh, will um, hear you uh, and and hopefully something um, that is said tonight um, will resonate with you. So I just want to start um, by acknowledging um, aspiring missionary uh, Tobert, who is here with us tonight. Um, You know her. She is uh, born and raised here at the Progressive Church of God in Christ. Um, She is the youth chair lady here. Um, She's the president of uh, the Young Women of Excellence. Uh, She's very active, not only here, uh, but in our jurisdiction. Um, She is, um, she works in in, in the women's department as well as one of the chair ladies in the jurisdictional youth department. So she um, is very actively engaged and equipped and she loves the Lord yeah. and she is a songster and a songwriter, all that. So you know who she is. Um, let us um, just, just jump right into it. it. What is the spirit of offense? 
So just by the definition that we see and that you all see, the spirit of offense simply means we were hurt by someone and struggle in our spirit to let the offense go. And so that's a whole mouthful, right? Um, but really an offense. Um, I really want to point out that when we're referring to offenses or an offense, um, it could be something that was intended or um, something that actually happened. Um, and oftentimes when you really think back to different examples of offenses, sometimes uh, the other person didn't even realize that they offended you or that, that you were feeling some type of way um, until that was uh, expressed. And so um, those are the two things first that we wanna share and break down is that um, it could be something that that is intended um, or not, or something that has actually happened. Um, and then also looking at um, something that, as I was kind of looking on other ways to describe it, um, wounds, mm -hmm. um, a wound starter mm -hmm. was something that just came to me. And um, I'm a visual person, and so oftentimes when we look at offense, it's a, it's a big and savvy word, mm -hmm. but when we really break it down, it's something that we really deal with on an everyday basis. Um, and it could oftentimes start off as something small, but grow, kind of grow into something more, um, which would then lead to the spirit of offense or something that um, was, again, so minor, but transitioned into a greater, uh, bigger thing. A bigger thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think um, understanding it from the perspective of a wound is really important. Um, you've likely um, ran into something, hit your foot on something, hit your arm, poked yourself. The other day I had a tack in the bottom of my backpack, right? <laughs> right? And, I, and I was like, ouch! Um, it, it, it wounded me. Um, the spirit of uh, 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 offense is, it prevails um, when we don't care for the wound, right? Um, and sometimes it's difficult to care for the wound because we want the person who hurt us to be responsible for healing, right? Like we want the person who hurt us to say sorry. We want them to um, forgive. We want them to, um, to say I made a mistake, I hurt you, like, you know, here's a million dollars. But there are a lot of things that we want as a result. And so I appreciate your definition and really defining it as a wound. Um, I wanna just take a second um, to just kind of go over. We made a list of, of what we, or how we think that uh, the spirit of offense um, manifests. And we um, are gonna use some, some cultural um, points, but also, so some of this you might say, well, what is that? We're gonna tell you what it is. Um, church hurt, you've heard of church hurt. We went through a whole um, missionary talk, but we went through this whole phase where everybody was talking about church hurt. Is it real? And yeah. people were being told that they're, they were, they're, some people were invalidating church hurt. Some people yeah. were validating and saying it was real. Some people were leveraging it as a reason not to participate in ministry. We, we heard that. Um, for, tonight, for the purpose of tonight's discussion, we're going to affirm church hurt as a manifestation mm -hmm. of the spirit of offense. Mm -hmm. um, because when we talk about church hurt, we talk about not the church 
like puncturing someone or creating a wound, but representations of the church, people with power, uh, people with influence, um, they, they, they use their power and their influence to hurt folks, and, and that's real, right? It like, is. Ha, ha, I can say that people of influence have hurt me at church. Yes. Now, now whether the church did it to me, you know, we can talk about. <laughs> right? Whole, another. Right. Whole another day, but for the purposes of tonight's discussion, we are um, just making, we're just saying that one of the ways that the spirit of offense manifests is through what we have heard people uh, refer to as church hurt. What's another way? Um, so, yeah, church hurt being one of them. I think that um, even sometimes what we think is normal to us mm -hmm. um, or what we're accustomed to, um, maybe something that others are accustomed to and mm -hmm. it's not. And so um, kind of in referring to this topic, it may not just be in the four walls, you know, right. maybe in our interactions, our daily interactions, mm -hmm. um, where we've experienced, um, you know, um, those, those wounds that have started, uh, maybe uh, in a phone call or, mm -hmm. um, you know, in a family situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I agree. Um, the other thing I'm thinking about is cancel culture, which is like this really big thing where like people are canceling folks. Like I'm canceling yeah. churches. I'm canceling people. I'm like, I'm so hurt that I'm canceling you. We've, we, in the last couple of weeks, we have canceled Will Smith. We didn't cancel Jada. We, done, we, we, yeah. we, and we, and we do that as a result of our own biases, our own pain. Um, passive aggressiveness in relationships can be a result uh, of the spirit of offense where like, you know, I, you did something that offended me and rather than me doing what I need to do to heal from it, I use that as leverage to make you feel like you owe me. So like, you know, you hurt me, you cheated on me or, you know, you winked at Susie. So from now on, like whenever I say you need to wash the dishes, you need to wash them or else I'm going to mention when you winked at Susie, <laughs> right? right. Um, so that's leveraging offense um, as a bargaining tool right. um, or, 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 you know, um, uh, reliving offenses to create cliques or manage friendships. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we're friends, um, and, um, you know, Brother Greg comes to me and says, uh, you know, oh, you know, are you friends with Sister Isleisha? And I say, oh, let me tell you, like, what she did to me in last year. Or when we were praise dancers, she, <laughs> or, or right. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think, that's, I think that's really good. And kind of an example that I was thinking of mm -hmm. was when we were talking about wound starting. Mm -hmm. um, it could be, uh, you know, any of those things, right? All of those things may have started off as just, you know, maybe you got shoved. Mm -hmm. Maybe something, you bumped into something and it was a, it, it, mm -hmm. you know, maybe was a little scratch. Mm -hmm. And then, but because you picked at it, mm -hmm. maybe because you kept, you know, letting it fester, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you weren't caring for it the right way. Um, you weren't giving it over to God and allow, and you know, uh, you weren't sometimes giving things uh, more attention than it needs, mm -hmm. and then it continues to grow, and it continues yeah. to build, and it continues to, um, uh, I'm thinking of, t you know, taking territory, mm -hmm. taking more yeah. territory, and um, emotionally, spiritually, mm -hmm. um, until it becomes this, this thing that seems almost normal. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's so dangerous. It's like, you know, you said like it could be a little shove, like you do something on first Sunday and I think you did it to intentionally harm me. And so all week, like I have been talking about it with other people and something that you do on second Sunday, like makes me think that you did that intentionally because I'm adding it to the, to the un- um, attended to wound from first Sunday. Right. So then I'm building clicks, I'm building coalitions, I'm saying like, she cut me off when I was leading the song. She yeah. sang my verse yeah. on first Sunday. Justifying why, why you're feeling like Right, right, and then on second Sunday, she didn't pick my song, right? <laughs> you know, like they didn't kiss my kids at the door. Yeah. And then you, you start thinking that it's intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think a part of, one of the things about the spirit of offense, um, Sister Tolbert is that a, a lot of times it happens because we don't we we miss Stake people's intentions, right. right? Like sometimes they intend to do it and they just intend to do it. But then sometimes they don't even know, right, yeah. right, what it is that created the wound for us and our wound is attached to our own fragility, mm -hmm. right? Like, and so um, if, uh, if I'm easily bruised, right, <laughs> right, and you say some, or I'm, I'm very vulnerable um, where it concerns uh, um, parenting, Mm -hmm. um, and, and because I'm a new parent and you as an old parent, you say something, oh, our parents should know, you know, A, B, and C. Right. My fragility is going to mean that I bruise easier, mm -hmm. right? And so I might miss and misinterpret your intention and then build a whole thing off of it, right? And I think that um, it, 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 it means, you know, not to get too far ahead, but it means that we are really taking inventory of what we are attaching uh, things to. Like, is this my stuff? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Like, like is, this, is this me or did this really happen? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think we have to ask ourselves, because sometimes what we do is, well, you know, I don't know how I like that interaction uh, with, with, with pastors. So I'm just going to ask uh, uh, Sister Isolisha what she thought about it. Right. right? And then if you agree, then see, even Isolisha said, like, <laughs> Right. If you don't agree, then I'm like, forget you. I know what happened to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so it happened to me. You don't have to validate me. I'm not going to talk to you about it because we didn't agree. Mm -hmm. And so then I got a problem with the person who wounded me. And I got a problem with the people who did not agree that I was wounded. Right. Right. And it, building and building and building and building and building. And, and who wins, right? Nobody. Wins. Because really, okay, Satan. We're, yeah, we're, we're talking about wounds. And again, it could be one thing. But really, as those things go on and as experiences happen um, or interactions, um, imagine just visually someone, you know, after just taking and taking and experiencing those things and they're not letting it go and they're not asking for forgiveness and they're not giving it over to God. You, a wounded uh, person, you know, imagine just someone just filled just wounds all over their body. Um, how effective could you be in uh, ministry? How effective could you be in just your daily life? You know, how effective could you be just in general uh, being wounded, you know, walking in offense because of what, what has occurred? Um, we can't be. We can't be. We're not effective in that. And and like you know, like you were saying, um, the enemy. He he is the one that 
wants us to feel that way. He wants the body of believers and people as a whole to be divided and not united. And um, if we if we were all walking in our wounds, walking uh, broken and uh, with misunderstandings and all those kinds of things, then you know, I I, I, I can just only imagine. Uh, the things in the areas that would become a deficit, you know, or uh, fall under because we all f are feeling some type of way. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that. And I want to uncover or unveil the work of Satan even from a, at a higher level. You talked about walking in wounds. People are ministering as wounded people. Yes. Here's some examples. I'm over the prayer I'm over the prayer, mm -hmm. and you wounded me. And Father God, I know you're here. So I'm on the pulpit using my power and my influence right. that I have because somebody asked me to be in the program. God, mm -hmm. touch the people that despitefully use me. Mm -hmm. And God, like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dragon, if they're not saved, and if they got uh, somebody that they're living with, that they don't, like, we get very passive-aggressive in prayer. Yes. Or I craft a message or a sermon mm -hmm. um, based on something that I know that you're going through or uh, I mistreat your children in Sunday school because I um, have a, a, a wound and the spirit of offense is prevailing um, in all of my interactions. That I'm operating in ministry right. and I'm declaring the word, but my intentions are wrong because I'm using the word as a weapon mm -hmm. and not as a weapon, not in the, I'm weaponizing the word in a way that centralizes the spirit of offense and not God getting glory, right. right? So we have to be careful of that. You wounded me, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my hurt, limping self, and I'm gonna project um, upon everybody the, 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 the results of my wound. Mm. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to um, us having a choice. Mm -hmm. Us having a choice. Um, because when that initial interaction or initial, um, you know, disagreement, or um, word or action or gesture started or began, we had the choice at that moment. No matter how deep or uh, extensive it was or, 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 or minor it was, we had a choice, we have a choice at that moment to either um, accept that offense and say, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just walking in whatever, you know, this feeling until I choose to come out of it. You know, we have a choice in that initial moment. Um, and so I think, although some of these things are referencing down the line, even in the beginning part, if you're like, well, you know, that's not me, or maybe I've gotten over that. Well, offenses, you know, they happen every day, right? Someone says something to you, someone does something to you, or even again, maybe intended or not, and um, it's at, sometimes it's not even in your control, you know, what you're experiencing each, each day, so it's really a, a, comes down to a choice, um, and making sure that, you know, you're able to be, stay prayerful and um, understand, again, who the real enemy is. Um, yeah, I think, I think understanding who the real enemy is key. And what we want to do now is let's look at some scriptures because I think what we have to realize is that healing and deliverance from the spirit of offense comes as a result of three things. And we're going to declare that. I think the first thing is we got to be willing to forgive. Um, we got to be willing to guard our heart. Uh, and we've got to be willing to accept 
where what role we play, right? We've got to be willing to um, identify what God wants us to learn and to grow through as opposed to the normal trajectory of Sister Isolisha hurt me and now she is completely, uh, she has complete ownership of my healing. Mm. And so my healing is contingent on her apologizing. My healing is contingent on behavioral changes. Mm -hmm. My healing is, so if, if you are completely responsible for my healing, I may not ever heal. Yeah. And so Jesus was like, let me interrupt this idea that I got to get healing from you. When I'm connected to Jesus, he's my healer. Right. And he, mm -hmm. he is so loving, um, aspiring missionary, that he mm -hmm. even heals us of somebody else's offense. It wasn't even yeah. his fault. Yeah. He didn't even do it. And yeah. he's like, I love you so much, yeah. but I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to take that off of you. So what we're talking about is this pursuit of freedom. Like, how do I free myself from the attempt of the enemy to steal my joy, to steal my peace, to make me... Um, Way down. Way yeah. down, right? And 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 to, and if I'm way down, then I become a prisoner to all of Satan's devices yeah. because I experience uh, worship from that perspective. I'm excited about coming to church, and then I get there and I see you, and I hadn't the word hasn't even gone forth. They hadn't started singing, and I'm upset. Right? Why is she here? Why is she on the program, mm -hmm. right? And it's not just that. It's in our interpersonal relationships, in our marriage, in, 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 our, in our working relationships. Friendships. In our friendships. Yeah, like, so, so let's talk about that. Let's look at, I want everybody to get Galatians 6 and 1. Let's, let's start there. And um, uh, as far as Michelle Tober is going to read because I left my Bible in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Galatians 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What a, what, what a compound group of ideas there that I think, you know, really have to be studied and discussed. If I catch you in a fault, mm -hmm. taking on the ideology that I am in fellowship and relationship with Christ, I'm obligated to restore you. Mm. It doesn't say... If your brother or your sister catch you in a fault and they are innocent, no matter what the, 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 the intention is, mm -hmm. the key there is ye which are spiritual. Right. So that means that I have in my effort to um, reconcile with you, it's really important to, to me uh, to, to make a sacrifice to humble myself, right. right? Because meekness is the absence of my personality, my needs, my need to be right, my need to be seen, my need to be validated. Meekness is me being... Christ-like, right. right? And so I love that because it gives the believer the, the, really the, the outline for how to really deal with the spirit of offense right away. Mm -hmm. The longer you let something fester, however, the more likely Satan is to make room. Right. 
So I cannot wait 10 years. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that scripture? No, I think that's good. And I think the point, just in uh, referencing what you've already mentioned, lest thou also be tempted. Well, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Um, sometimes we forget that we can be that same person. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but it's, it's easy to point the finger or to look at someone else and um, to have that expectation of, you know, what they should have, could have, would have done. Um, and then when it comes to ourself, disregard it or bypass um, what we're expecting of ourselves and what God is expecting of us nonetheless. And so it's just reminding us that, again, that could easily be us. It could easily, we could find ourselves in that situation. And so uh, just to continue uh, praying and to remember and be reminded that, um, you know, that it, we have to think uh, and consider ourselves first. Um, and that if we do see someone, you know, maybe they, maybe they did perform an action or say a, a word or um, their intention behind, they may have said something that, that was fine, but you kind of took the, the intention behind it, like, oh, maybe, maybe they meant this. Um, we have to remember that it could easily be ourselves in that situation, um, and we're responsible for ourselves right. and our response. Yeah, and I love that. Um, it makes me think about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is, it happened to me, I remember it happened to me, so I understand where you're coming from. Empathy is, it may have never happened to me, but I can find a way to see your point of view, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes empathy is the result of just having a conversation. Why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you, you, you cut me off on the freeway, and we happen to be going to the same place, and I see you at the grocery store. If I, rather than being upset with you, if I ask you, I might find out that your baby, you need some Similac, and the store closed at nine, and if you didn't get it by then, then, I mean, I don't have no baby, <laughs> but I, I, I'm able to empathize with you. You didn't do, you didn't cut me off to hurt me. Right. You, you, you're accountable to another system that says, you better get that Similac and be back here, right? right? And so I am invited, in, this scripture invites us into empathy, it's not about you all the time. Sometimes something happens to folks. And I'm, I'm sure many of you, and it's, it, just put in the chat, yes, happened to me. Yes, I identify. If, this, identify, if you identify with this, if you can relate. Where you thought it was something, and you let it fester, and then you talk to the person and found out it was not that at all. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a witness. Like, you sometimes, you, in your mind, right, you know, you think it's something, and then you find out that it's not that at all. Sometimes people don't know, or they didn't know, or they, were, they, they just weren't paying attention, or whatever it might be. So, this scripture really calls us into empathy. What about Proverbs 4 and 23? Um, this scripture, as uh, aspiring missionary Tober finds it, uh, invites us into some work that we have to do for ourselves. What does this say? It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, mm -hmm. for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it... Are the issues are of the life. issues of heart are the issues of life? Yes. Keeping in this context means protecting, guarding, covering. We are called to keep our heart because 
that is the war ground that Satan wants to do the most damage. Oh, yeah. He wants to manipulate your heart. He wants to get into a space where you're most vulnerable, where you don't have as much control, right? Like, when you get to feeling a certain way, you just feel that way. That is because you have been impacted on the heart level. So this proverb says, keep your heart, guard your heart, protect your heart, because out of it is where you really it's the foundation for which you see the world, mm-hmm. right? And so, what does that look like? If I'm managing a spirit of offense, it means I gotta be careful what I watch. Right. If I know that you are a fire starter, you would not be the person I call after I experience that first wound of offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I know you don't like Brother Greg, then I'm not going to call you to ask what you think about the offense that I think Brother Greg mm-hmm. uh, invited me into. Right. That's me guarding my heart. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we bring other people into our heart space that make the scenario even worse because then they bring their own intentions. Well, since you mentioned Brother Greg, I'm mad at him too, and I need somebody on the anti-Brother Greg team. So he did not do that to you. Oh, my gosh, he's so insensitive. How could he do that? He did that to me one time. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. And and it just it's like, yeah, even even Sister Alicia said it happened to her one time. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And then um, you heard people say, you know, be careful what you say about your significant other, your spouse. You're complaining about something that they did. Maybe y'all break up for a couple of weeks or have a, have a, have a fight, a fallout. And then y'all reconcile and everybody in the street, like, (laughs) right, they like, right, (laughs) ready to pull up because we try to protect you and y'all done got back together. Right? Like, so guarding your heart means being careful who you talk to, what you say, what you reveal, what you let people into, what you invite people into. Um, Because if you're not careful, people will come in to manipulate that very thing and it will create more and more offenses. And kind of as you were speaking, I think, um, again, I'm a visual person and sometimes I I think of these... um, kind of examples that help me understand, um, you know, kind of this topic, but kind of think about open heart surgery, right? And so, and typically if someone, it's actually a high risk, right? It's a high risk surgery. Um, And when your heart is open or when it's had surgery, you can't just go out and do your normal routine, right? There's a process um, of healing to be able to get back to where you, uh, at least that level of health um, prior to that surgery. And so, and we recognize that, right? We accept, we accept uh, that responsibility, you know, if someone chooses to, to get that surgery, if they have to do it. Um, but spiritually and spiritually speaking, um, our heart um, is open, it's open to a lot of different things, right? Or it can, it can present itself um, in ways that, um, that open up ourselves mm-hmm. to offenses or to to hurts or um, to un, unresolved and unhealed wounds, you know, if we're not careful. Um, but we don't realize all those different things that can um, affect our heart and the position of our heart um, and the health of our heart, mm-hmm. um, similar to 
um, someone being on the table for open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And so, but realizing and really taking into consideration, what are some things that, you know, can be harm can be harmful to me, mm -hmm. you know, spiritually, mm -hmm. my spiritual self, spiritual man, um, what are some things that can be a risk for my heart, you know, for the breaking of my heart, for the wounding of my heart? Mm -hmm. What are some things that have been that, you know, maybe God can reveal to mm -hmm. me? Um, what are some areas that, that need to be healed so that I can be at the level of health, the level of, level of spiritual health, mm -hmm. um, to be able to um, walk, continue to walk in the purpose that God has for me, you know, and nothing beneath that? I really love that. And as you were saying that, I thought about another thing. When um, a couple of weeks ago, um, when God was going to work the miracle of uh, ensuring that I was not pre-diabetic anymore, thank you, Jesus, yes. and I went to have some blood work, that when I called them, they said, uh, in order to get blood work on Tuesday, you need to fast 12 hours before you come in for the blood work. Mm -hmm. Somebody that same week was going in for surgery, and they said that in order for them to go in for the procedure, the doctor told them that that they needed to quarantine for three days wow. because heart work is also preventative work, mm. right? There's some things that you have to do to pre prevent yourself from falling in the spirit of offense. Okay, so that in, in the sports world, that's, that, that's offense or defense, right? Like you, you, you want to score, but you need defense to win, right? Mm. Because your, your score does not matter if the other team scores. So you need defense. That is, I think, what we're talking about. It's, it's our proactive attempt to protect ourselves, right? Yes. We, um, we, 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 we fast. We, we, we quarantine. We do whatever, the work, whatever work that is necessary to protect ourselves so that we do not become vulnerable to the attempts of Satan. Right. Okay, how does that manifest every day? When I come to Bible band or Thursday night teaching, I come with that in mind. Mm -hmm. This is uh, um, a proactive attempt to protect myself from not just the spirit of offense, but everything that, the, that Satan is throwing at me. And I do not, um, and I used to do this, but I don't do it anymore, I do not assume that I cannot get something that helps me to protect my heart based on who's speaking, mm -hmm. right, or what, or, or what, the, who, what Sunday it is. Mm -hmm. I ask God to help me. And whatever way he wants to help me, right. <laughs> right? Like, it might be somebody in the parking lot. Yes. But I take that preventative step to protect myself because I know that Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy me. That's his work. Right. He is on the earth. When he, when he uh, um, was, when God decided um, that Job was the man, he asked Satan, what have you been up to? He said, oh, just roaming around, <laughs> <laughs> looking for somebody to tear up. Yes. Right? <laughs> right? And that's what Satan is doing. He is roaming around looking for somebody to tear up. Right. And it, it, it requires us to be proactive. Right. And even something as simple as saying hi to the person, saying hi to someone who you think may, you, you know, may have done you wrong mm -hmm. or, um, you know, uh, going up to that coworker, greeting them, you know, offering something, um, pushing past that, that feeling, mm -hmm. you know, that wants to keep you bound, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and restricted. Mm -hmm. Um, because it can, you know, I remember this, uh, just being in the, being on the job and again, 
being, you know, feeling some type of way based on actions of a coworker and having to still work with them and be in the class with them. And, um, you know, being having to walk in every day and sometimes not wanting to say anything, right? But then, uh, again, pushing past that, greeting them, saying hi to them. Um, it may not be a long, drawn-out conversation, right? But, um, again, if people are watching your life, they're watching your actions, they're watching your responses. When I tell you, if I would have stayed in a place of, you know, maybe I didn't want to say hi, maybe I chose to walk in my feelings and walk in, walk in the, you know, walk it out how I chose rather than God's. There was a time kind of through all this that the, the, the other person just, um, when I wanted to, to end the day and go home and, you know, kind of process it and not in a, you know, just trying to really figure, figure it out and make sense of it in my mind, before I could even walk out the door, um, the person, you know, was like, can you just keep me in prayer? Can you just pray for me? And it, like, made me jump back so quickly in my mind. Of course, I'm like, yes, yes, I will. But I walked out of there, and I just, I was, I felt so convicted in that moment, but also grateful that my testimony and my walk was still at a level where she was able to, to ask for prayer. Yeah. Um, but then again, it, it put me in check because if my response wasn't Christ-like, you know, if I, and it's not even just, you know, walking in the door saying, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But again, back to that basic, hey, how are you doing? How's your day? Um, uh, you know, maybe there, maybe you see a need and you have a suggestion, but then because of the, how you're feeling, you, you, you hold back, right? Or you restrain from saying something and, and almost to their demise because of how you're, you know, how a person was feeling. But you know, sharing that suggestion, offering that help when needed, and you never know um, how that will return. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I think that um, I remember a stage of my life where I was really going through it, particularly at work, and uh, the Lord would be impressing upon my heart, say hi, be friendly, you know, like, don't be rude, right? I mean, because I, I, you know, I'd be like, well, I have the right to be rude. These people did A, B, and C, and God would be like, and so one of the things that I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to be fake with these people. Mm. Like, I don't like them. They don't like me. Why do we have to play games? <laughs> like, you know, like, why do we have to act like we're, you know, skipping through the park? And what the Lord really, like, impressed upon my heart is, you you trying to be you you trying to be you, but you have you say you surrender to me. 